Hello and welcome to Sustainability Stories podcast, Balancing People, Planet and Profits. I'm your host, Radhika Arapalli, and we are back after a break of six months nearly. So it's a power-packed episode and an in-person meeting. So I'm super thrilled to have with me Wayne McKinnon joining me in the studio in Dubai today. And I would very much like to hear from Wayne. What does he do and why do I have him for a sustainability in hospitality podcast? So Wayne, why don't you give us a background into your years of experience in sustainability? And why do I have you here? Thank you very much, Radhika. Um, yes, it's wonderful to be here and uh, to be able to do the podcast in person. We've been trying to get together for a while now to uh, uh, to achieve this. And uh, I'm actually in the Middle East to conduct a range of sustainability audits and uh, consulting for, for a number of uh, our clients that we have uh, in the UAE and Oman. I'm actually the CEO, as you mentioned, the CEO of Green Growth 2050, and we do primarily certification and sustainability reporting for a range of our clients in the travel and tourism industry, predominantly hotels, um, large-scale four- and five-star uh, hotels. So we have a certification standard that we audit the hotels to each year, and we also do their sustainability reporting in terms of energy, water, waste, greenhouse gas emissions, etc. Oh, awesome. So you do an end-to-end solution for sustainability for hotels. Yeah, when we, uh, when we first um, conceived of, the, uh, of the, the, the company, and I'd, I'd worked previously with some sustainability certification organisations, uh, we felt that we wanted to broaden that uh, a little from, from our experience in some of the other uh, alternatives that were out there. And that was really around adding... Uh, a range of additional services to the to the basic certification that um, that was available, and then that certainly meant reporting um, and being able to uh, to look at not only the the qualitative information in terms of certification but the quantitative data as well, so that we could uh, we could look at their performance over time. Right, and say if I'm a hotel in Middle East, yes, that you've come to audit. Why would I want to take a certification? Well, look, certification is really, um, really an endorsement of the of the the activities that that you're undertaking um, uh, in terms of sustainability. Um, I'm afraid that you know greenwashing is becoming a uh, a very prevalent uh, activity across all industries, and to be able to have a third party come in and um, and and certify your organisation to uh, to a standard. Um, Really, really allows you to uh, to tell the industry and your um, and your clients uh, your um, your performance in relation to to sustainability. No, it's a very interesting concept, Wayne, because having a third party auditor itself means it audits a lot of things which probably you yourself, as a property or as a hotel, may have missed. Yes, yes. I mean, just as we as we spoke um, just a, just a moment ago about um, uh, about greenwashing, um, the, uh, the the factors around that are, tend to be unclear, inaccurate, and unsubstantiated. Uh, uh, are really the definitions of, 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 of that practice, yeah. uh, and 
certification really really covers both both or all three of those uh, those particular issues. Um, we have a clear standard um, uh, documented in terms of the achievement that hotels need to, to meet mm-hmm. um, to be certified. Um, where it's a um, it's a third party certification, um, so uh, independent from from the hotel natu- naturally, right. and. Uh, um, because of that, we can substantiate their performance um, uh, by by completing uh, completing the audit, mm. um, and it la- and it lays out a framework for uh, operation uh, as well. Um, the way I like to explain it really is that it's a um, it's just a list of best practice at, at the end of the day. Um, yes, it's uh, yes, it is about you know sustainability and, and environmental practice, but but it's really about just doing the right thing. Correct and. There are multiple stakeholders to a hotel. Yes. So for a certification program, who actually instigates which stakeholder is relevant to get started on a certification? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, one, of, one of my major clients has, uh, uh, has a variety of, of, um, uh, uh, of ways in which they, they manage hotels. They, um, uh, they own hotels. Um, they have uh, joint venture agreements. Um, and then they have management contracts. So... Uh, it, it's really interesting. We have some; uh, they have some owners that that are that are, are very invested in in sustainability, um, and some others that not so much. <laughs> so, uh, so sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's driven by by the GM. Um, uh, certainly, it's a for for one of my major clients. It's a it's a it's a corporate um, right. uh, brand standard in all terms right. of, of of what's required. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that all of the hotels have participated because you have to deal with you know owners and different um, uh, you know, different stakeholders. But I think as time goes by, most of the most of the stakeholders in um, in travel and tourism r- recognise that that they they need to to have some form of um, uh, sustainability practice and uh, and that's best demonstrated through certification. And talking of stakeholders, an important stakeholder is an asset owner. Yes. And for an asset owner, how does certification benefit them in terms of commercial benefits? Uh, yeah, interesting. Look, there's, there's been a, a range of surveys that, you know conducted in in the past about uh, um, about travellers' interest in sustainability, and I think I think each year as they as they occur, the the, the percentage of, of interest. Um, lifts in terms of uh, of certainly um, uh, travellers wanting to to travel more sustainably, and from the point of view of organisations like uh, online travel agents, tour operators, um, they they are starting to look now very closely at uh, hotels that they have um, uh, in their systems to ensure that that they have a level of certification. Um, our our certification, Green Growth 2050, is um, recognised by the GSTC, which is the Global Sustainable Tourism Council, um, and they've been really important um, for us. They uh, they set the minimum standard in relation to uh, travel and tourism certification. Um, we clearly go well beyond um, their their requirements, but uh, but it's really. Uh, being a GSTC recognised standard is what the industry, the rest of the industry, is looking at. Um, it's their way of being able to, to to see that your standard is not just um, one that's just been thought up and 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 put on the door of, of, of particular hotels. So, um, 
as I said, the international travel agents are, and tour companies are, are really demanding that uh, that the hotels that they send guests to um, are, are, are GSTC recognised, and that really should should give a competitive advantage in relation to uh, to, to hotels. Um, but we look at a whole range of other factors. Um, uh, reduction in operating costs clearly I mean the standard is you know it's full of areas where we're where we're looking to save and reduce and you know whether that be you know energy or or, um, or waste or or other um, financial impacts um, one factor that that I think um, gets gets missed and and probably is one of the most important is that uh, is that of um, risk management and mitigation mm-hmm. um, it's really about brand protection as well um, it's a compliance standard at the end of the day and um, uh, and when issues occur, and unfortunately sometimes they do, you know, the first question that's asked is always about, you know, risk mitigation and what did you do to, you know, to minimise the impact. Um, so we're really talking about um, brand protection, employee protection, uh, customer protection um, in relation to how you, uh, how you operate. Um, when I talk about asset owners and with all the work that you do, because I've seen how thorough your checklist is, <laughs> I suppose along with the savings that you bring from all of your operations, it also adds to asset value. Yes, yes. Um, what, one of the other factors that 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 you know is really important for for what we do is that we support corporate sustainability initiatives uh, as well. So, um, so many of our clients are involved in. Um, in a whole range of other programs, um, uh, like the Global Reporting Initiative or Carbon Disclosure Project, um, Dow, jo- Dow Jones Sustainability Index, you know, etc. Those those types of um, of, of more high level um, uh, corporate uh, reporting, and what we do really feeds into those particular um, those particular. Uh, um, Programs and why they're important at a corporate level is that um, these organisations have institutional investors, um, you know, board of directors, and and um, uh, many of them are listed. Correct. So, um, so it's really important that that they have that that framework, and 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 again, adds to the. To, to their asset I mean, and keeping the and cash flow yeah. healthy is one of the key That's things right. of hospitality That's right. and yeah. especially as yeah. we've been so hurt during COVID. Yes, yes. I suppose ESG played an important role in actually keeping the finances coming in. Correct, correct. And um, as I said, it uh, you know it maintains share value as well for the, you know for the listed. The, so if you're only company. thinking short term in terms of operational, it's actually got operational, commercial, share value. Absolutely, yeah. And you know how and you're protecting your brand. Yes, yes, as said, it's, and unfortunately there has been, you know, there's been some recent examples of, of where, um, you know, major corporations have had, have had problems with, um, uh, with issues around sustainability and uh, to mm. protect brands. So um, it's one stop. It's a significant step to get away from greenwashing. Yes, yes. Well, look, I, I mean, I, I, um, I won't say how long I've been involved in the in the, the hotel industry, but 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 quite a number of decades. And uh, you know, back in the day, if you um, you know if you had a linen reuse program, you're a green hotel. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, so, so that was hotels. that was really the start. You know, um, getting uh, getting getting guests to to hang their towels up was. Uh, Perfect. Uh, and coming to that, actually, I'm sure you have quite a few stories from your travel too. So why don't you give us a world tour of typically how are you seeing sustainability adapted in Asia versus Europe versus 
my least because you actually represent global hotels. Yes, yeah. Look, it's really interesting. It, it, it very much depends on the on, on the type of property. Uh, I, I tend to deal with leisure hotels a lot more than than maybe um, urban business hotels. Clearly, clearly, it's a lot easier from a sustainability standpoint for a you know an urban hotel in Berlin, for example, to 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 operate sustainability uh, sustainably versus. Um, you know, maybe a, a property in the Caribbean, for example. Um, uh, you know, they have the infrastructure. They have you know a whole range of uh, um, you know when their when their their waste leaves the the premises, they know that it's going to be. You know, I'm talking about the urban hotel. Knows know that it's going to be processed properly and things like that. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, in in some regions, that's not the case, and and it's very difficult. Uh, you know, we've got hotels in Laos and Cambodia, and and they just don't have the infrastructure to to, um, to manage those those issues. Um, I suppose the 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 thing that I um, that I think has really progressed in terms of uh, of um, uh, sustainability is that um, it was very it was very environmental environmentally focused. I mean. You know, we have green in our name, but uh, but it's a it's a much broader uh, process now. So, so we look at you know everything from um, uh, you know social, cultural, and environmental. Um, how the hotel engages with the local community, um, how they treat their staff, um, uh, legal compliance, um, experiential and interpretive tourism, which is one of my. Um, one of my favourite uh, issues around um, around hotels, and I think uh, uh, is going to be a major driver for how um, for how hotels um, uh, differentiate themselves. Um, I think in the uh, in the future. So, so we we look at. Um, I uh, I sometimes say that I it's not really um, low flow taps and LED lights that that sort of turn me on. Um, you know, I'm much more interested in in uh, in how they how the hotel might engage with the community, what type of experiences that they can offer their guests. Um, again, as I said, across that uh, social, cultural and environmental um, uh, framework. Any examples so, to share? Yeah, look, I, I mean, um, I know it's not calling out favorites, but some <laughs> examples so we can see actually what you mean by you know, community engagement because it's quite a hard thing to do. Yeah, and and, and unfortunately, uh, I mean, a, a lot of hotels have you know CSR programs, and you know, as as most organisations do, a hotel that's um, that's that's really engaged with a um, with a hill tribe in um, in Thailand, uh, um, to the point of you know everything from supplying teachers to um, uh, you know to running water and um, uh, you know activities like that. Um, and, and it very much depends on the location. Um, in the Maldives, of course, it's, it's very much about reef protection and you know, coral planting, and uh, um, a lot of them are doing reef surveys of their uh, of their area and, and, and protecting those. Um, one of the hotels that I'm dealing with has a uh, has a very large scale um, uh, astronomy observatory um, that they've built on, on the property. Um, uh, that's that's almost at you know, the same scale as that you'd see in, in um, you know, observatories in, uh, in, in, in countries. Um, and again, that's really about experiences for guests uh, as well. So, so those two things, engaging with the community and, and, and enhancing the experience for, for guests is, um, I think, um, uh, where I see that a lot of differentiations happening in the, mm. um, in, in, in the hotels. So. Oh, it's a very cool topic, actually. 
because I'm very I'm a passionist in this subject because yeah. I think sustainability we tend to do well when it comes to operations because yes. there's a guidebook there's a rule book yeah. and you know yeah. our engineers are passionate about this subject and they work a lot on saving of energy saving of water we track this meticulously yes but in terms of communicating out mm. I kind of feel we we probably don't know how to do it but there's not enough of a guidebook to show in terms of how are we communicating without actually sounding like it's greenwashing yes yeah it's um from our standpoint you know we talk about sort of some some of the cultural activities everything from um uh you know from cooking classes to um uh to to engaging guests with beach cleanups and things like that it's it's surprising how many guests um uh, are actually very interested in CSR programs and 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 what's um, happening. Um, we have to be a little bit careful around the fact that you know we don't want to sort of turn it into a um, uh, you know into like poverty tourism. Um, uh, but but guests are you know they'll they'll get involved in beach cleanups and yeah, yeah. you know all sorts of things like that that they uh, um, mangrove planting and all of these types of things that and they they tend to look at um, both both with CSR programs and with um, uh, the environmental programs ones that are uh, are relevant to their region. Mm. So um, so it's the regenerative tourism. Yes, yes. Coming back <laughs> and making yeah. roads into other things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's so. beautiful, Wayne. And you've told us about how it adds stakeholders value. You've told us about how could we focus on mm. in terms of taking the certification a bit pro- broader approach to integrating it with the community around us. Now, I'm going to ask you a question about decarbonization. Yes. COP28. Yes. And the key word there is net zero decarbonization. Yes. Yeah. Now, these two words and how does a certification program help in net zero? Yeah, um, look, yeah, net, net zero is certainly a, um, uh, a, major, uh, a major focus and uh, a lot of the organisations that I deal with are, are just um, starting to come to grips with, their, uh, with how they want to approach um, uh, net zero. It's a, it's a 2050, um, it's a 2050 target. Um, it's why we put 2050 in our name um, because it's it's aligned to a to, to a range of, of targets that need to be uh, need to be achieved. Um, one of my one of my mentors, uh, um, Professor Jeffrey Lipman, um, says that SDG 13, which is um, about climate change, is existential, and if we don't get that right, then none of the others matter. Um, I don't necessarily um, I mean he's right in some respects but I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time so so doing all of the SDGs would be uh, you know would be great um, but but yes it's it's vitally important that uh, that we um, that we address uh, net, net zero as I mentioned before I mean our standard is really is really about um, a whole range of areas of reduction um, we have a whole section on, on um, greenhouse gas emissions and and uh, and things like that, and and look, that's that's everything from uh, you know electric vehicle charging to um, uh, sustainable transport options to um, uh, offsetting. Yes, we do mention um, offsetting, um, uh, and of course the energy components is where we're where we're looking at at um, how we address renewable energy um, and what that might factor into the into the hotel. Um, as well as general energy reduction, um, 
you know, energy means money, and so it's really good to save as well. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, we've just got a hotel recently in the Maldives that's um, that's just put in a solar array, um, uh, just just on top of the. I mean, it's a relatively small island, which is a which is a challenge for some of the properties in the Maldives, but but just by doing the you know, putting it on the, the roofs of the staff accommodation and, and a few of the, um, you know, the buildings uh, back of house, um, they've cut their energy use by 25 to 30%. Um, uh, they haven't even touched, um, you know, they probably won't put solar on their, on their beautiful uh, rooms. But, um, uh, but yeah, that can be, that can be achieved. And, and of course, that's a challenging destination for, um, uh, burning diesel and exactly. <laughs> um, producing so, their own water and things like that. So, I mean, it's interesting you say they haven't gone yet in putting the solar on the guest rooms. Yeah. But it's coming, right? Well, yeah, look, it, it, <laughs> it <laughs> like depends. Saying, there like, are, you know, each if, we, if we get back to asset owners, some of them don't want um, uh, don't want solar panels on their um, on their beautiful villas, um, so so yeah, we have to look at you know other to ways to it, right because I'm looking yeah. at going back to my question on net zero. Mm. Yes, net zero means we're not giving out more emissions than what we're absorbing. Correct. Yeah. Right. That's correct. Yeah. Difficult and challenge. Everyone has yeah. a target of saying net zero 2030, 2050. The latest I've heard is 2080. Mm-hmm. But they're all inconceivable future. It's happening as we speak. Yeah. Which means you've got to have plans. Yes. And yes. through the certification, do the hotels get these plans in terms of what could they do to achieve a net zero? Um, look, not not specifically in terms of being able to lay out a, a full strategy for how they for how they achieve that in. Um, uh, so who is giving uh, these plans if not for the certification? Then who else is in charge or responsible for laying out these plans? Yeah, I mean we we are certainly part of that process because because we have a whole range of indicators that um, that contribute and allow you to uh, uh, to reduce. Um, it, it's again very much depends on 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 the makeup of the property and uh, and how they how they. Uh, how they attempt to to achieve it. Um, uh, again, a, a a property in first world developed country may have the ability to you know purchase green electricity straight off the grid. Um, you know that's not an option, say in Thailand or or, um, or Cambodia. So so there are a whole range of challenges in terms of how they um, you know how they do that. Um, and unfortunately it's not just as simple as us coming in with our standard but uh, but it but we certainly help and, and contribute in, in, in a whole range of ways uh, as so to it still sits very job. much with the corporate teams then. yes the corporate teams are because uh, they yeah. ultimately own the brand and that means yeah. the reputation and how the strategy is for going forwards sure. on the pathways yeah look I, I think the the challenge for corporate of course is that um, uh, particularly in the in in the hotel industry is that um, uh, from my experience, sometimes they're they're not as experienced operationally um, for what actually happens in the operation of the hotels. Um, uh, so they tend to take a much more macro view of um, uh, of activities, um, whereas our standard is very operationally based, um, and uh, so they they actually work you know, quite well together, um, and it allows them to to get that operational view. Right. Um, of what's, uh, so of what's you're happening. a link between the strategy that the corporate team has 
versus the operation that's required on the ground? Yeah, yeah, we can be. Um, as I said, it very it, it, it will vary from you know from property to property to um, uh, but but yeah, corporate is setting the overall the overall framework of of uh, of how to achieve it. But but they'll need to have you know very close um, uh, engagement with the hotels as they because the the portfolios are, are quite quite diverse, um, particularly if they operate in a whole range of different regions across the uh, across the globe. And I'm going to ask you this: so, in your opinion, in your opinion, are corporates doing enough to build that momentum of getting to net zero, of decarbonisation? It's it's difficult to say because it's it's it, it's. Um, uh, in the in the sustainability world, we've you know we've we've been looking at you know net zero for a long time in terms of, uh, uh, but it's flavour of the month um, at the moment, um, and hopefully it'll be flavour of, of the, the decade. decade and flavour of the. Um, but but a lot of the a lot of the hotels are really just you know starting to um, to to put together their you know just the the beginnings of their strategy. So so it's a little early to 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 talk about it. Um, uh, but I think there's work to be done, a lot of work to be done. And right. um, at the moment, I would be um, uh, more sceptical than, 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 than maybe buoyant about, uh, about what's happening. But um, So tell me, Wayne, I mean, how long have you been, has it been since green growth started? Yeah, look, we started, um, as, as I said before, I'd, I'd, worked with, um, uh, I'd worked with a number of other um, sustainability um, certification organisations, um, one of which I authored the standard and all their methodologies and a whole range of other um, activities. So, um, so we felt that we were in a we we're in a a, a position to um, uh, to certainly you know formulate the, the you know the standard and 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 what was required in terms of a certification company. Um, plus, we. We'd we'd learned some lessons, I think, um, in terms of how we could improve and what we could um, what we could do if it was uh, if it was our certification um, company uh, going forward. Uh, so we, um, we we conceived Green Grow twenty fifty in about two thousand and fourteen, um, and really started rolling it out um, in two thousand and fifteen. Um, so. Um, so not long, and, yeah. and we've lost two years with COVID. So, so we really had sort of only about you know six years of of, of, of full operation. So it's um, uh, we we had high hopes for twenty twenty was going to be our real breakout year, and unfortunately, uh, but twenty twenty two seems like a breakout year for you. Yeah. Yes. Look, it's it's um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, things are things are going from um, you know from strength to strength. I mean, the industry is. Uh, I mean, particularly here in the in especially the, being in Middle East. I'm yeah, sure the Middle East is just um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I um, uh, but I'm really excited about we you know, we were in Africa for a, um, for for a time pre-COVID, and um, and so we'd like to get back there. We think, um, uh, as I said, I, I, I much I much prefer to. I mean, I love coming to the Middle East, and there's some beautiful properties here. That's some of my favourite hotels, um, but I also really like um, you know some of the. Uh, less developed parts of, of Asia, as I said before, you know Cambodia and um, and Laos and those uh, those places, um, uh, and Africa, of course, is another one that, that that we'd really like to do some work in. Um, 
So your yeah. role is definitely sounding more interesting as I hear. So you do a world tour. How do you certify all the hotels then? So how give us a layout of how does the certification work? Um, yeah, look, I don't, I, I, I don't do all of them. Um, I, I do have some other auditors that that I that I use. Um, when we first started the the, the company, the the um, uh, some of the clients that, that that I had were were very keen on the fact that we that 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 we continued to be involved in um, you know in the audit process and and, and uh, going forward. Um, uh, but it's got to the stage now where we where we we need to have other auditors, and hopefully we'll have many many more auditors as uh, as lots more hotels um, uh, uh, come on. Um, in terms of the process, um, it very much depends on the hotel and where they're where they're at. We have we have some hotels that are that have been doing amazing things for a long time and really just want us to come in and and. Um, set a framework and and you know, certify them and 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 uh, endorse what they've been what they've been doing for a long period of time, and then we've got other hotels that that are really looking at our standard as, um, you know, we haven't done anything and we want to we want to move to the next level, you know, can we use the the standard as you know as our framework for 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 establishing our sustainability um, uh, program? So. So those hotels might, um, you know, they might have the standard for you know six to eight months, working on um, compliance uh, to it, um, uh, developing policy, um, implementing programs, um, etc. Um, in, in compliance to the standard, uh, and then we would come in and do uh, a certification audit. Um, similar, as I mentioned before, there may there may be some hotels that you know are ready to go in you know a month's time, uh, so you know, quite quite quick. Uh, the actual audit process, we we do a certification audit in the first in the first instance, um, and that tends to be two to three days on site, so it's quite intensive. Um, and then each year we alternate between a surveillance audit, which is a a little smaller, um, but still ten, tends to be tends to work out much the much much the same really I mean we're again we're, we're looking at compliance to, to all of the issues so um, so it's uh, you know one or two days uh, surveillance audit and then we come back and do a certification audit so we alternate between um, you know between the two um, one of the things that we implemented that that wasn't being done by a number of the other organizations that I'd had experience with was that we audit every year uh, right. on site um, we just felt that two years is too long um, you know, I'd uh, I'd dealt with some hotels that in and I like it that you actually two do years, on site, just, yeah. so it's more of a record taking on site. So you actually do live interactions, live interviews with yeah, different yeah. stakeholders to actually get the entire piece of yeah, certification. Um, because I know a lot of certifications also, it's more of a offline audit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, some of the some of the other certification um, uh, certifications out there do a you know a desktop audit. Um, some of them only audit once every three years uh, on site, um, and they tend to be really quite quick as well. Even the on site uh, on site audits, um, uh, but ours is, as I said, quite extensive. We like l- like similar compliance audits, like ISO and things like that. Um, the the way that we um, establish compliance is through what's called the collection of objective evidence. Sorry to get technical, but that's what it's called um, and we do that in three ways we do it through um, documentation um, observation and um, 
uh, an investigation or, or interrogation, as some people <laughs> uh, call it. But no, no, it's not too bad. Um, so we're looking at you know documents. You know that might be you know a training record, or an invoice, a fridge temperature record, for example. Um, observation is where we you know, walk around the property. Um, that can take um, you know up to a day. Uh, um, just observing the physical nature of the, the property. So we go through all the engineering areas, um, you know, kitchens, rooms, um, back of house, laundry, spa, you know, the whole, basically everywhere. Um, and so we can, we can look at a whole range of physical compliance issues through just observation. And then the final, um, uh, the final investigation piece is where we talk to particular staff as to, um, as to how they do particular activities. That tends to be a policy type type issue. So um, how do you select a supplier? Um, uh, how do you manage allergy management in the in the hotel if you know, someone arrives with an allergy? Um, so, you know, those types of um, uh, uh, operational um, yeah. questions we, we put in place. So they're the, they're the three components of the audit. Um, and we have an opening meeting and we have a closing meeting and and we celebrate, take photos. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what's yeah. next for Green Growth then? Um, yeah, look, we've, um, as I said before, we really wanted to, we really wanted to do a, um, an end-to-end um, process. Uh, I mean, we can't do everything, but there are a couple of things that, we, that, that we're particularly um, interested in. Um, the big one this year, and this was really our, our COVID project, I suppose, was, was the development of a, of a food waste um, uh, measurement application um, for for in kitchen and you know, measurement, uh, so that we can get a granular view of, uh, of food waste and how that's. Is um, that because the existing certification doesn't go deep enough, um, or what's the need of having an additional? Well, it's it, I mean it's really a different process. I mean the the as I said the um, the certification is about compliance. So so do you. You know, do you measure your food waste? Um, you know, do you benchmark it? Do you do you set goals? You know, etc. Um, this is this is providing the tools to enable that. Um, but the food waste one is really you know is really interesting. There's a there's a few there's a few applications out there that sort of do similar things. But but again, we felt that we could probably do it a little better, and um, particularly around resorts um, that are. That are a bit more distributed in terms of where their outlets are and how they operate. Um, so we're really excited about that. We've um, uh, we're looking at some utilising some micro training apps in that as well, um, which is another area that I'm I'm, I'm interested in, uh, just to just to allow us to train on some of the things that we've got. So um, so we're just trying to offer more value, I suppose, to to the hotels um, rather than just come in and certify them. And, yeah, yeah. So many pinpoints. You're trying to ease that to make sustainability as smooth as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and again, focusing on areas where we think that. Um, uh, I mean, waste is a really big uh, issue, and and food waste food in particular. Waste uh, again, it's a sustainability development goal um, to reduce food waste by fifty percent by twenty thirty. Right. Um, and and again, we've got we've got uh, you know brands like. Um, uh, you know, IHG and Marriott and things like that. Have, I hope I haven't, I hope I haven't misquoted them. But but you know, they're coming out and saying that 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 they are going to meet that that target. Um, you know, my question that follows directly how? after that is how. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, and and the, what we're saying, you know, what we're trying to do is say, 
yep, you can, and here's some here's some tools that that will a, a measure it um, uh, because in 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 all honesty, food waste measurement in the in 99% of the hotels is stewarding, putting a black plastic bag onto a scale, and then you know throwing it into the um, to the wet waste uh, room. Maybe it might go to animal feed, but invariably that's that's food waste measurement in hotels today. Yeah. Um, so no analysis, no no mechanism of being able to say, well, how do we reduce that? What what steps have we got to take to you know, to stopping that? Trying to give tools to chefs and um, and stewarding departments and areas like that to 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 address food yeah, waste. Yeah, yeah, no, wonderful. Yeah. And especially when you talk about food waste and how the goals are aligned now, and having a process of how to do that, and what's the benefit in doing that yes. is quite nice. And that's yeah. when I think you're closing the loop. I call food waste the world's dumbest problem. Um, you know, unfortunately, we we throw out you know one third of all the food that we produce on the planet, and at the same time, we've got you know about eight hundred million people you know food, food food deprived. Yeah, starvation. Yeah, yep. um, and uh, you know just because you know in my country of Australia, um, you know we like all our bananas to be exactly the same size and exactly the same shape and. That's ridiculous, you know. Um, True. And we as commercial properties, as hospitality, can do so much with food waste. Correct. Because you yeah. have the power yeah. Yeah. to do yeah. something with it. And it's actually not yeah. very costly affair. It's a very cost-effective way of doing things, and it just has to be done. Yeah. Properly. Well, I've got, I've, got, I've got hotels that are spending upwards of 8 to $10 million a year on food. Especially with that's the rising food cost. cost. You know, you, exactly. Right? You say 1%. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's... That's significant amount. There's of no money. argument there <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, significant amount of money. So, um, uh, and you know, some organisations that are in this field are saying that you can save three, to, somewhere between three and eight percent. Now, I'm probably question that that, that it's that high, <laughs> but one percent is still very, very good if you're spending, you know, five million dollars on correct food each. So you've told us about food waste. Now, apart from food waste, what are the trends? that you are seeing in sustainability and hospitality? Yes, well, there's, I mean, there's a number of them, and I think, um, I think there's been uh, um, sort of a list of, of, of what I see as sort of major, major issues or, or, or trends. Um, and uh, you know, we, talked about, we talked about renewable energy, we talked about you know, cultural heritage and experiential tourism. Um, I think over-tourism is a real, um, is a real issue that needs to be, uh, that needs to be addressed. Um, and I think that if we, if we can improve the experience and lengthen the, and, and, and improve the length of stay, um, which is the, the goal of all hotels, would, uh, would, would really help around, um, around over-tourism. Um, we mentioned you know, biodiversity and habitat, water security and water scarcity, I think is, a, um, is an issue. Um, labor practices, labor is really interesting and I think COVID has, um, if there's been one advantage to come out of COVID is that it's somewhat changed the balance in relation to the power between um, uh, labor and, uh, and, and, and the corporates. Uh, and, um, you know, staffing is a real issue. It's, uh, post-COVID, so um, uh, staff have now got the ability to pick and choose where they want to work and, and work for um, ethical companies and companies that reflect their, um, 
uh, their goals and aspirations and that, that are doing the right thing. So, um, uh, and again, these are all issues that are covered in the standard as to how we, um, how we operate. Um, one that I'm really interested in is um, uh, sort of getting back to food is to talk about um, uh, local, seasonal and artisanal uh, foods. Um, everything from, you know, different varieties of, wi- uh, of rice to heirloom fruits to um, chocolate and coffee and, uh, and where they're produced. And, and again, uh, you know, if there's local, local suppliers or uh, local artists doing, um, uh, doing great things in, in terms of produce, um, being able to, to add that as an experience within, within the hotel, um, uh, you know, is great. I think, we, I think we need to respect the seasonal nature of foods. Um, Sometimes that's a little difficult in the Middle East uh, um, because a lot of you know um, processed and, and, and long-term food is, is coming into the region. But um, uh, but we can. There are so many countries producing you know amazing produce and uh, and being able to take advantage of that, challenging your chefs, great. I think is um, you know is really great. Uh, we've got we've got hotels that have you know chickens and ducks and goats and you know the the. The kids go and collect the, the eggs in the morning and have it, at, you know, in the, in the breakfast, uh, the breakfast room at the hotels. Um, uh, we've got everything from camel milk, things like that, in uh, uh, you know, in the UAE and and uh, etc. Uh, so really trying to to get um, to get a um, a much more experiential focus on um, on those items is uh, you know is great. Um, got another hotel that that um, that serves local delicacies. Um, uh, um, in the morning at breakfast, uh, and um, a traditionally dressed um, Indigenous person comes through and and, and offers you Great. items that you would never uh, you wouldn't find on the breakfast buffet. We've um, got another ho- hotel um, in Sri Lanka that's got uh, that's got their own rice paddy um, and uh, cinnamon trees and all sorts of you know things that um, that that are available for. Uh, for guests to experience, but also to you know supplement their um, their menus and um, and that's yeah that's another area that I'm uh, that I'm particularly interested in in seeing. I think I agree with you on two fronts. One is like what you said; it adds value to everything that's about tourism. Yes. And second is actually, if you think of it on commercial side, by consuming things locally as a destination, by promoting your local food, there's no economic leakage. No. By economic no. leakage, for those who are new to this word, it basically means, say tomorrow I go buy a soft drink, which is from a multinational company. The dollar spent on the soft drink gets carried back to the headquarters of Correct. the multinational company. Correct. Versus yep. when you actually buy things locally mm-hmm. or consume the local soda, yes. you probably are actually enriching the economy of the region. Yeah. So I think that's yes. where when. You combine what Wayne's just said with all the rich knowledge and then actually apply it in the hotel, you would see a destination progress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've, uh, we've all heard stories about, you know, the all-inclusive you know, resorts that, um, uh, that, that don't offer anything to the, to the local community in relation to, um, uh, to, the, to the guest spend that, that occurs in the region. Um, you know, to cruise ships, to you know, to all sorts of issues around um, uh, around that. I mean, we've got a we've got a you know a section in the standard where we call, where we talk about local livelihoods and um, uh, and and the protection of, of those um, 
uh, everything from fishing rights to rights of way to um, resorts not using all the electricity in a region and things like that. Um, I mean, more related to remote properties, and um, but but still really important um, areas to um, you know, local employment of staff and you know, all of those types of things. Not such an issue in the UAE, of course, but um, but you know, making sure that you know all the senior management isn't flown in from Europe into destinations and that and that. Um, you know, local populations have got the ability to progress through the uh, through the organisation and become management. And so all of these issues are, you know, we 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 hopefully cover in the standard. Uh, most of them we do, yeah. You um, do, you do. I've seen yeah. them very thoroughly when yeah, you come yeah, to audit uh, the hotel here in Dubai that I very much associate with. So yeah. wonderful, Wayne. No, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank and you. is there a closing remark you want to leave behind? As I said, it's just um, you know it's great to be here in the you know in the Middle East and um, and uh, um, yeah if any hotels want to want to learn more about about what we do um, then uh, then I'm sure there'll be um, some additional Correct. information here for you to because uh, uh, we'd love to work with uh, with more properties here. It's, I think um, so, and especially great. when you have the framework. I mean, when you have yeah. the framework which c- crosses across the many standards that you mentioned, then why not? So yeah. I shall definitely include Wayne's LinkedIn profile into the speaker notes, so you could click direct to Wayne and reach out to him. If you're considering having a framework for sustainability, having a third-party auditor come in, do an assessment for you, tell you about areas that you could, opportunities that could shine. Yes, yeah. Brilliant, thank you so much, Wayne. It's been a pleasure to host you in person in Dubai and good luck with your travels. Where are you off to next? Uh, well, I've got a few more days in in Dubai, and then uh, and then I'm heading to the Maldives, and then back to back to Asia. So we'll be um, uh, we've got some properties in Vietnam that we have to to look at. So um, uh, so yeah, it's been um, it's been a busy busy trip, and hopefully I'll be home for Christmas. Um, oh, wonderful! Uh, <laughs> wonderful way to close the show. Thank you so much. Thank you.